This is Morning Edition from NPR News. I'm Steve Inskeep. More women than ever before are taking antidepressant medication, and that includes more pregnant women. An advisory panel to the Food and Drug Administration wants to add a warning that some babies exposed to drugs like Prozac and Paxil during the last trimester of pregnancy developed tremors, jitteriness, or even required hospitalization. While the FDA negotiates with drug makers over wording of that warning, Canada has moved ahead with similar warnings. Sasha Aslanian of American Radio Works has the second of three stories on antidepressant drugs. It's only been in the past decade that doctors identified and began studying depression during pregnancy. Lee Cohen is a perinatal psychiatrist at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. When I trained clinical lore, went along the lines that women did find during pregnancy, that they were protected because of the reproductive hormones. Nearly 20 years later, Cohen runs one of the leading centers in the country specializing in mood disorders during pregnancy. He says women in this situation haven't always found good information to guide them. Okay, why don't you get the snack and then you can go play outside, okay? Seven years ago, when she was considering becoming pregnant and wondering what to do about her medication, Lisa Kirschenbaum of Providence, Rhode Island, says her psychiatrist told her to stop taking the drugs for the sake of the baby and not to worry. He said most women, when they're pregnant, don't suffer from depression. Most women have this sort of natural high when they're pregnant. That worked for her first pregnancy. But for her second, going off her antidepressant brought on a swift and debilitating relapse. She and her husband, Evan, struggled to find help. They were pushing for us, you know, non-medication alternatives, like exercise and yoga and meditation tapes and acupuncture. Oh, I had needles put on my toes, and I'm laying there thinking... I felt like I was dying and I, someone had to help me. I remember saying to him, please help me, please help me, please help me. I was just so desperate. The couple turned to Lisa's OBGYN and other psychiatrists, but they say no one was equipped to deal with their problem. I mean, at one particular doctor's appointment, you know, he handed us a medical journal article. You know, and I'm, I'm not a doctor. It was just kind of dumped in our lap, like this is what... Well, these are this, basically, these are the risks you're going to take. Um, I'm very hesitant to prescribe, but if you insist on taking medication, these are the risks, and they're pretty high. I mean, we were, we were really scared. The Kirschenbaums were warned about the risk of organ malformation during the early weeks of pregnancy, something that Lee Cohen, the perinatal psychiatrist, says has not been borne out by almost two decades' worth of international surveillance by the drug makers and by independent registries. With her third pregnancy, Lisa Kirschenbaum came to Dr. Cohen for help. He switched her to an antidepressant he considered safer, and she had a healthy baby. Prozac is the oldest SSRI. It went on the market in the U.S. in 1987. SSRI stands for Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. Although the FDA has never approved any SSRIs for use during pregnancy, they're so widely prescribed in the general population that Cohen says there's a lot of data about them, even during pregnancy. We know much more about the SSRIs in terms of their reproductive safety than most of the medications that women actually take during pregnancy. And so far, Cohen says, the news is pretty good. There's essentially no reports that suggest that using SSRIs during the first trimester of pregnancy increases the risk for organ malformations. And it's a very reassuring message. Cohen says while the information about SSRIs isn't perfect, it's his sense that if there were some serious negative outcome, it would have surfaced by now. 
Dr. Sandy Zeskin views the safety data in a different light. Studies that have found no effects, no adverse effects of moms taking SSRIs during pregnancy are really based on such outcomes as if the baby is low birth weight or premature or if there are gross physical anomalies. And those are the kinds of measures that, quite honestly, are the same ones that ancient Sparta used to determine whether a baby was healthy or not. Zeskin directs neurodevelopmental research at Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte. He testified before the FDA advisory panel that although SSRI-exposed babies may look like healthy, full-term babies, when closely observed right after birth, they display subtle neurological problems. Babies whose moms used SSRIs during pregnancy were significantly more tremulous. They had these nervous shakes, um, much more than the other babies. They also startled more. But Dr. Cohen of Mass General sent a letter to the FDA as a consultant for Prozac maker Eli Lilly, pointing out these symptoms in newborns also show up in babies whose mothers were depressed and not on medication. And until we have better studies, it'll be very hard to tease out the effects of being on those medications and the effects of being exposed to depression. In the face of this uncertainty, pregnant women need to make choices. Psychiatrist Helen Kim counsels patients daily at Hennepin Women's Mental Health Program in Minneapolis. She tries to put the FDA warning in the context of the woman's own history of depression. Ultimately, when you are face-to-face with a woman struggling with um, depression or anxiety during or after her pregnancy, uh, her experience of illness is, is, I think, the most important um, determinant of the right thing to do. And I can have the same conversation with a room full of women, and that room full of women as individuals will make very different decisions based on um, their own perception of risk. Women also must decide what to do about medication in the postpartum period, particularly if they want to breastfeed. The American Academy of Pediatrics says the effects of antidepressants on nursing babies are unknown, but may be of concern. But foregoing treatment could mean exposing a baby to depression in that first crucial relationship. Ed Tronick, a developmental psychologist at Harvard University, has spent 30 years filming the moment-by-moment interactions between depressed mothers and their babies. The mother is reaching to take the baby's hand, and the baby's pulling her hand away. Now here's a smile, and but when she smiles, the baby's looking away. And so she goes flat again. It's almost like she gives up on the interaction. Over time, the missteps add up. Tronic says the baby displays sadness and irritability and starts to take on the mother's depressed affect. Tronic says he's come to see depression as a communicable disease, transferred through a mother's communication to her baby. Amy Newell, a 29-year-old mother in Brookline, Massachusetts, is trying to spare her one-year-old son, Ari, her history of depression. She's concerned about his vulnerability to what she calls the black hole of depression, so she's vigilant about taking care of her own mental health. Every mood that I have, Ari gets to share. I don't think that means I have to be happy all the time. But it means that I have to model good management of moods to him. And I try to plan for, you know, well, what would I do, you know, if I had a a major depressive episode again? I obviously, my first priority would be to insulate Ari as much as possible from the effects of that. 
Since 10% of pregnant women suffer from depression, experts in the field of perinatal psychiatry say finding better ways to insulate children from depression, as well as medication, is a top priority. For NPR News and American Radio Works, I'm Sasha Eslanian. And you can see videos of an experiment on how children react to their mother's depression by going to our website at npr.org. <laughs>